0: Lake Street banter. One of us knows what the word banter means. The other one is just for long for the ride. James, say hi. Hey. Kirk is out saving some seals. I'm here. We're here on a Sunday night. Just watch the Bengals uh, defeat the Chiefs. And I don't know about you, but I think I'm concerned about Patrick Mahomes the most. Why are you concerned? He won't be able to do a tick-tock dance at the Super Bowl.
1: Is that him or his brother that's big into that? Jackson. Didn't
0: I say Jackson? I meant Jackson. If I didn't say
1: Jackson. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely if there's one person I'm sad for, it definitely isn't the Mahomes family. I think they'll be okay. I think they're gonna be okay. You say that as a Broncos fan, so do you get a little giddy? Yeah, but I, like I live in I live near I live near Kansas City. So I got Chiefs fans all over the place. I will tell you right now, the worst experience I've had as a fan in any in any sporting event was Arrowhead at Arrowhead Stadium. Stadium. Was that the same time I was with you? Yeah, that's when you took me to the Packers game. At this time, I'm I'm neutral.
0: You are I don't have
1: neutral. Completely neutral. And the Chiefs were like 2-13 at the time, and the Packers were threatening to be undefeated. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs ended up – beating them in a tight game, and, like, that was cool and all. And I was – like, actually, I was rooting for the upset because as a neutral fan, you always go for the underdog, right? Right. But I made the mistake of wearing a cow baseball hat, and everybody – I basically was Aaron Rodgers in that moment. And all of the Chiefs fans took out their anger or their taunting or whatever you want to call it out on me because of the stupid freaking hat. They were so mean that whole weekend. I wasn't even the cheese fans. It's just
0: Kansas City people.
1: Yeah, was there's cool. a lot of
0: anger out there. A lot of anger out there. You know what else might cause some anger? What? Robo-womps. Yeah, Robo-womps. That's going to be weird. What's so, the deal with that? So they're coming to higher levels of, of baseball. Um, they are making their way to the AAA. A lot of the AAA West. Yeah. Yeah, I did my directions correctly. AAA West are going to have it, so this affects the Albuquerque isotopes. Um, it's just an interesting idea.
1: Like, they tried it in low-A southeast last year for eight of so the obviously, 90s. Obviously, it went well enough that they're greenlighting it for for higher levels, right? Right,
0: but of all the goofy nonsense that Manfred likes to do... This is, like, the one that will never, ever, ever, ever possibly make it to the major league level.
1: So then why are we doing it, you know? That's what I'm saying.
0: Why are we doing it? Some of the gripes were that the ump – or the robo ump wasn't able to see a curveball. They missed a lot of curveball calls. And so, like, the technology isn't that great. And, like, that's a big issue. And then – The MLB is going to try to do it in spring training ballparks in Florida and still going to remain in low-A southeast
1: um, this year. I just don't care. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But if it's not going to be a major league thing, then why are we doing it? And what happens, like, if, let's just say,
0: um, it makes it to the majors and Buddy Black wants to argue balls and strikes? Who's going to toss it?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a great element. I have never even thought of. Like, I'm assuming
0: I'm I'm assuming there's a person back there. Like, there's a body back there, right?
1: So, if I'm there. not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, they tried they tried something not as radical, but somewhat radical, and then they had a camera and a strike zone set up. Um, back in the day when Kurt Schilling was a yeah, Kurt Schilling yep. was a Diamondback, and I'm pretty sure he assaulted the camera. <laughs> yeah he probably got mad if i'm not mistaken so i mean yeah this is gonna go well
0: this is not gonna go well like there's gonna be major league hitters at AAA levels
1: and then i going mean to you're gonna
0: with this bullshit
1: yeah and that's potentially going to obviously um affect some careers that yeah. might have otherwise yeah. unfolded that are now not going to maybe yeah i don't know yeah. that's weird very weird i don't like it just get rid of it you're not if you're not putting it in all of the game then let's just quit experimenting with it and call (laughs) it it like maybe maybe this is their way of like a labor
0: shortage (laughs) like hey maybe we don't have to pay the umps this way i don't know you know they put an ad out for like people to watch the robot umps and their data and stuff so i don't know hopefully it doesn't get beyond that um more Rocky news, so obviously it's the offseason and the lockouts. So not a lot of Rocky news, but we have some Rocky names to discuss. James's best friend, Dick Montfort, is in charge of the
1: CBA. What has he told you? Have you talked to him yet? Um, yeah, he told me that things down in McGregor Square are looking nice. The, um, the balance sheets, the, the Excel sheets are looking good as far as the, the attendance numbers. Um, but he just doesn't have the money to to get us some talent and um, as far as the CBA stuff I mean owners are strapped man I don't know if you know but it's tough out here for owners yeah being a billionaire has its
0: has its drawbacks right now yeah and they just can't afford anything according security, to security COVID-19 issues just unforeseen circumstances that they didn't see when they bought the team as billionaires a long time ago and then they made more money than didn't put any away to like have any financial backing of something hit the fan like this and so
1: yeah it's um i think what we've learned through all of this and what dick is is finally bringing into the social light that is so important and vital to our society and our fabric as a country is that it's tough out here for these owners they're the real victims
0: yeah
1: i mean they are They are
0: like, we do need to understand that. And so Dick, this is us saying, we hear
1: you and we hope you get through this. You jack. Yeah. I mean, just to give every, just to give everybody else some context, there's the um, report that um, people on the player side are kind of mad at Rocky's owner um, because he's heading up the CBA uh, labor policy committee. Monfort people with knowledge of the meeting said complained about the difficulty. At least some owners have affording teams and the auxiliary costs of ownerships, such as security and COVID-19 measures. So.
0: So that's a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know how you sit in a room and say that. Like, it's, I, I just don't get it. I don't
1: get it. But, yeah, yeah, and, you know, if I if I was passionate about the business side of the game, I would have tried to get a business degree and a law degree to talk about all this. But, like, the lockout and all of that stuff is just really – it's just – it's not fun for anybody, players, fans.
0: Yep, and they Dan Halem said – he's the deputy commissioner for MLB – says that they're uh, willing to lose games over some of the outstanding issues. There's withdrawal, withdrew a proposal that would have allowed players of a certain age to become free agents with fewer than six years of time. That's no longer going to happen. Um, that wasn't really one of the biggest talking sticks that needed to be discussed. Um, so I think I've heard different reports today they're supposed to meet tomorrow. I saw it and then I saw like that person was wrong when they said it, kind of like the Tom Brady retiring thing. So I don't know if they're meeting this week, but they have met more in the last few weeks than, you know, for a few months. But I think the biggest thing is going to be the eye, seeing eye to eye on the minimum salaries. Like that's where owners would like to save money, like not paying the, the little guy the high amount. And it's like most business owners in
1: all of America right now are kind of sitting at.
0: So that's going to be fun to watch out
1: yeah and if you're just reading the room as a fan, like I'm not really concerned that we're gonna be losing games um at this point um it's just it's just some grabbing that needs to be ironed out, and I think it will be because ultimately it's gonna affect everybody's bottom line, right and that's what it all revolves around, whether you're a player or an owner it's it's that it dollar dollar bill right yeah, so if you don't but- play you don't play, then how are you going to, how are you going to do that? So it's just really not in anybody's interest, self-interest to hold out on these talks. I mean, they might be uh, walking with a big stick, so to speak right now, but things will, things will get a little bit smoother as we approach spring training here. Um, But they said the players have, have often talked about matters such as competitive tax balance with thresholds, draft draft order, and getting players paid at younger ages, which if if you follow a minor league uh, Instagram, some players are living out of bags. It's pretty desperate for young players.
0: Yeah, the minor uh, league thing I think needs to definitely be fixed. Yeah, that's there's right. definitely yeah. They're not whatever. We're not privy to those conversations, but that's just an update to the lockout. As of now, James might be able to make his way down to. Talking stick and hang out over under. Do we get a hundred percent of spring training? Yes or no? Yes, a hundred percent of spring training games. You know, that starts in like a month.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in like two weeks.
0: Yeah, okay,
1: heard it here first. James is Mr. Optimistic.
0: This is weird. Question, question mark. <laughs> I'm confused. I, I don't think we get all three training, but I do think the major league season starts on time March 31st. But yeah, like you said, there's too much money, and I think they'll find some kind of middle ground. But you know what's annoying when you see these is the classic negotiation tactics where each one starts on the very end of what they want. And they're gonna have like 16 meetings and just get to the middle, like where they would have could have just got if they would have, you know, just skip five steps. Like I'm not a negotiator, I'm not very good at it. So maybe I shouldn't be pitching about it, but it's super annoying. Like just start closer to the middle as a as Like you know, you're not going to like just take off a thousand dollars or two and try to find a middle ground quicker.
1: Yeah, they're just seeing who blinks first here. Yeah, it's stupid, whatever. All right. All right, well, let's move on to the fun the fun part of the game, which is the actual products on the field. So, this products, offseason products isn't a good word. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Players, Players, human beings out there. <laughs> they
0: uh, yeah, so this is going to be our little Rockies offseason talk. We're going to look at position depth at, depth at each position, hence the word position depth. Um, once a week and We'll just go from there. There's not a lot to talk about, so we'll see how this goes. But today, we're going to look at first base depth. And it really drops off from our our stud, CJ. Um, I guess the question that I'm going to pose to you to start this conversation is who who fills in at first base when CJ gets hurt in July?
1: Um, Connor Joe kind of sticks out as the most logical, um, person right away, just because of the service time and the the track record. Um, Ryan McMahon, of course, can be, but you think he's going to be somewhere else on the diamond, um, starting, um, and then you got the young guys, um, that are coming up behind that. So, but my, my guess is Connor Joe. You think Connor Joe? So our depth chart. Tree. Sorry, depth chart goes:
0: Crone. we have Crone, Walker Welker, uh, Connor Joe, McMahon, Tolia, Levine. Like that's just the names we're talking about. So everybody has the context. So you're thinking Connor Joe because because of it. I'm thinking Ryan McMahon, kind of for the same reasons. He has the versatility. He's able to do it. And I'm say, I think every episode, I am down with a get down that is hilarious. Montero. So I think he's going to be at third base, which means you would want to keep McMahon in his all-star season. Yes, he's going to be an all-star this year, um, somewhere on the diamond. And I just think that's naturally first base when
1: CJ needs a break
0: or Montero's uh, crush, crushing.
1: That's pretty. a pretty uh, original take, I think. The sarcasm? No, it's not sarcasm. I just think that it's, um, I think it's ballsy. I think it's the chances are kind of low because it's a lot of what ifs from a bunch of young guys that don't have any record of doing anything good yet in the major league level. So you just don't know how it's going to play out. Not that it's not going to, you just don't know. No, it will. Yeah. Oh, you know. Okay. Sorry. Excuse yeah. me.
0: So who, in order, top three, who gets the most playing time at first base this season? Ranking right now
1: throne based on games um, Joe and Toglia Oh you're thinking Tolia is gonna call up Yeah I think so. Whoa. I mean not, maybe not initially things. but not initially but
0: sometime So the end of the season Mike Tolia will have the third most starts games at first base for the
1: Rockies. Yeah, I could see him seriously getting some time in September. Okay. That's bold. I thought mine was bold.
0: I think I think CJ gets traded in July.
1: So oh yeah it, I was just gonna say I was gonna say that's the other thing is yeah. that if CJ's any good he's gone.
0: Like should be front office figures it out and they're gonna say hey let's play the young guys. So CJ gets traded and then I think McMahon Second, and then Tolia is no Welker. I think Welker is gonna be the third most.
1: And then I don't we won't
0: we won't see our boy Levine this season.
1: That would be awesome if we did, but no, we
0: won't. Yeah, I don't think I think he's still a little ways out. So I think Connor Joe, he's gonna be an outfielder most of the time. Like he'll be in left or whatever, right field filling in every once in a while. I think. So but the that the fact that we have this much versatility defensively is pretty fun. It's kind of annoying, but I, I always enjoy the different types of lineups that Buddy Black puts together. So just having that versatility with these guys coming up is going to be fun. Yeah, I agree. All right. So that's our look at the depth chart and first base. What do you think? What do you all think? What do you think is going to happen? Um, I really, it's just the what ifs that are, do make it fun. I want to look at what if, what if, what if, what if, what if this would happen? Speaking of experimental rules. So, the pirate, the Frontier League, my fault, with teams like the Slammers and the Y'alls and the Boomers, um, have a new sudden death baseball uh, way to end games. Now, hear me out. And this is very funny because football over time. Is a hot mess and nobody likes it. Yeah. So by the end of this conversation, do you think this is better or worse than that? So these, this the sudden death thing works like this. For any regular season game tied at the end of regulation, that's nine innings or seven innings of a doubleheader, and remain tied following one inning of play using international tiebreaker rules, a sudden death inning will determine the winner. What will happen is they literally flip a coin. Whoever wins the coin chooses to hit or to defend. If the team that's hitting scores, they win. If the team that's hitting does not score, the defensive team wins. Uh-huh. So <laughs> you play a three out inning. So you get your normal extra inning. I think international tiebreak is with the ghost runner on second type thing. And then you have a half inning of sudden death.
1: Yeah, nay. <laughs> I'm going to say nay, but I want to, I want to see it. I really do. Um, that's funny. I could see if that, if that is a thing, everybody in the frontier league, if it became a major league thing, everybody would pick defense. Cause that's, that seems the easiest to me, like almost 10 out of 10 times. It happens. Yeah.
0: Right. And I I'm not seeing anything
1: where like there's a runner on second or runner on first like it's so yeah that's my question to you then is is that better than the runner on second? Oh no, time? I'm Yeah, have... it is there.
0: They will have a runner on first base to start. Okay. So whoever so got the can... last out
1: last inning will start at first base. Okay. Yeah, that makes it a lot. Uh, that levels it out a little bit, so people won't pick defend all the time. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean I, that's it. that's interesting, but it still seems a little, little bush league, um, just as the runner on second thing, does too, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> but
0: you're not there forever. You're saving arms. It's the whole time thing.
1: It is kind of fun. I'm a traditionalist, so play it the way it was meant to be played in my mind agreed in the professional sense but if you're an independent ball league why the fuck not yeah if i'm at a triple a game like come on dude i don't want to be there i'm here i'm just here for the hot dogs and see the fireworks so my kids not crying and we can just go home you know
0: yeah that's kind of yeah you know you know what's gonna happen you know when it's gonna be done and how cool would it be to like say hey just give us till the 10th, honey. Give me tell the 10th inning, and then we'll be we're gone. It's gone. We know it's gone. Yeah,
1: go. be, it would be really nice to have that finale, finality to the, to the game.
0: Right. Especially so, at that level.
1: yeah.
0: So, this – which is better, this or the NFL overtime rules?
1: Um, this. <laughs> the, the NFL overtime rules are a joke
0: they are they're silly they're just silly all right and that's bsb does the rocks so oh before we get out of here if you are interested in that fantasy baseball league all right, your boys ten dollars saber points go be fun unique with the community um just reach out and we'll figure it out and just do fun things with us I'm trying to build this up you like this if you like that if you like the prospect pod that we released on friday share it review it let us know all right keep an eye out we're going to keep doing cool things any last words yes. jamesy uh no i'm out of wisdom on a sunday night all right he says that while he wears a cubs shirt go rocks Woo! Thank you for tuning in. Find more content at blakestreetbanter.com. Watch the innovation. Three, two, one. Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us does knows. Three, two, one. Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other one is just along for the ride. Kirk, say what's up. <laughs> He's out saving seals. I am struggling right now. Try that again. Three, two, one. <laughs>